Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Michael Edwards reportedly turned down the chance to return to Liverpool. Yeah, this is Chris Bascom's piece in the Telegraph. It's been in lots yeah. of different places. But um, he says... Liverpool's pursuit of a sporting director suffered a blow with their former chief recruiter, Michael Edwards, snubbing the chance to return to Anfield. He left in 2022, was approached about coming back to the club, but Edwards indicated he has no interest in the position. Obviously, York Schmack has now gone. It's effectively a vacant role waiting for somebody. And uh, interestingly on this one, we're, we're obviously, we're all speaking about who the next manager is going to be. Yeah. Is it going to be Alonso, De Zerbi, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But like, there's a sporting director to be hired as well, um, which is, I mean, two massive, fo- I mean, probably the two biggest footballing positions in the club are the manager and then the sporting director. They're looking look at both at the same time. Yeah. Was you surprised he went back to Michael Edwards? Um, because, I don't know, I... I Obviously, he left. He set up his own company. He, 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 he apparently didn't do well. I know there was rumours linking him with other clubs as well, but it, it looks like yeah, he went. He went straight back to him after Yorkshire decided. Well, it was decided he wasn't staying. Yeah, I'm. I'm not sure. I'm surprised that he went back to him because if you're looking at what you need, you know, we need a sporting director who's who's available. Who's you know, we we know. We know the way they work. We we trust their, their judgments or we we, you know, we whatever their references or anything like that. Then Michael Edwards would would obviously pop up in your in your database. Um, I'm I'm surprised he got out a little bit. You know that the, the story sort of come out because my first sort of instinct was, you know, why would why would Liverpool wait until they've announced Jurgen Klopp? Was leaving, or look, Jürgen's announced that he's leaving, and then go to Michael Edwards that weekend when they've known for obviously six, six weeks, eight weeks, whatever it was. But then obviously the story comes out, so you go, well, actually that's probably why, isn't it? Because had you done that in November, this story might have got out, and it would have been. By the way, Jürgen's, you know, it, it casts casts doubt over that situation. I think it shows how, what Liverpool Liverpool's approach isn't going to change. You know, I don't, I don't think Jürgen's departure means that they're gonna. They're going to suddenly, right, we're going to go down the sort of the Chelsea Todd Bowley route and we're going to start, you know, you're going to see us spend. I don't think they're going to recoil and, and go the other way either. I think they're going to carry on trying to do what they've been doing. But I also think it shows the challenges they're going to have doing it because it depends on people who, A, are very good at their job. Jürgen, Michael Edwards, we're, we're very good at their job. And, and B, who can work together. And, and and do it. And if you're not, you know, we don't know who the next manager is going to be. I have a I have a sort of leaning that I think it'll probably be Javi Alonso, but that's that's all it is. And probably an opinion that it, it probably should be, but you know, you don't know how he's going to work with a with a new sporting director. You don't know how the new sporting director is going to going to want to work with a Mike Gordon or or whoever else. So there's a lot of a lot of up in the airs at this moment in time about about. Um, about Liverpool's strategy off the pitch, definitely. But I think what, what this tells you is it won't be too far away from the, the approach that they've had in terms of the type of players they target, the way that they work, the sort of the 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 idea of the way the club's structured. I think will be pretty similar. If ideally, it just will be different personalities, and that brings that brings with it its own risks. Absolutely. You mentioned there about like 
we spoke a few weeks ago rather than um, about like who, what comes first chicken or the egg what comes first <laughs> sporting director or the manager and it was like well Mike Gordon FSG are going to pick the manager yeah, yeah. I think we'd all be, be yeah, we'd pretty confident on that one but it looks like they've gone to the sporting director maybe first because obviously they haven't made any, as far as we know they haven't really approached any managers yet for to probably doing all yeah. the work behind the scenes but they did go to Edwards first I wonder if that's a an indication maybe that is that the role they want to get done first or is that just because he's, no, a, free, well, he's a free agent and it's easier to do that than, yeah. than go and get a Deserbi or Alonso out of the club and, and also you know you, you really need to be planning the summer window don't you now yeah probably well, should already yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Was saying he was doing it he was going to be doing yeah, it yeah yeah so you know you sort of you want to be you know, the managers the managing you know really you only need the manager in place for the first day of pre-season don't you you know in, in, in July or whatever but you want the, you want someone doing the sort of the, the, the work the deals whatever it is the, the, the negotiations really ASAP in terms of the the, the the summer transfer window so I don't think that has an impact on the managerial appointment I don't think you know it's a case of like right Michael do you fancy the job by the way tell us who our next manager should be I don't think it'll be that I think Mike Gordon will already be you know, and, and, and whoever Will Spearman and the data team will, will already be for fair a fair way down the road in terms of at the very least whittling down candidates or, or creating a bit of a short list um, but yeah beyond that there's a lot of stuff that needs doing isn't there there's contracts there's yeah. there's obviously sales potentially there's people leaving on, on freeze there's there's new tr- signings that are going to be needed um, as every summer so getting the sporting director in as quickly as possible you know, I don't I'm not sure whether it'll be possible or reasonable to expect that the new managers sort of known before the end of the season that we you know that we know okay Klopp's leaving on on this date and then X is moving in <laughs> X actually works doesn't it <laughs> I, just, I meant I meant Mister X not no, Mr. X yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm not sure whether that's reasonable to expect because of obviously all the contracts and 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 um, Man United did it though to be fair Ten Hag was announced yeah. before. The end of the season. Yeah, yeah, they did. They did. So possibly, yeah. Um, but I think it's reasonable to expect that Liverpool will have a new sporting director by the end of the season, definitely. And if not, then you, you would be a bit worried. Yeah, absolutely. Do you think it matters? Because like I know FSG kind of they did this with Klopp and Ed was like they were sometimes they come and not come as a team, but like you basically you your boss just put you together. Like you, you're the boss. You're you're that. You're that, and you're working together now. Yeah. There's no like synergy of like, would you want him or do you want him or do you like him or not? No, no. So yeah. It comes from above. Like right, you're, he's he's that. You're that. Get on. Yeah, kind of yeah, thing. yeah, It feels like that's the approach they're gonna go for. Which again, it seemed it worked last time. Don't get me wrong, but also it does run the risk of like personality clashes or <sighs> well, who gets the final? You know all that kind of I, stuff. I think, you know I think I mean? a lot comes from that. You know, a lot of the success around Liverpool. I spoke to people who've been, you know, very close to, to that. A lot of the success around Liverpool's recruitment policy and, and strategy came from the, the the personality of those two people. Yeah. Really, and Mike Gordon as, as as the third member, really the the triumvirate. The, you know, they can fall out, they can disagree, but there's no sort of agenda working against each other. You know, and I don't mean that in a sort of you know as sinister as that sounds, but there's no kind of well, the managers mind is on this and, and the, the, the club's mind is on this there was a, a, a fairly um, central point where they, they, they both were, were pretty close to um, so that that is important of course you know you're bringing in two people who, who've never worked together um, I mean Edwards was already at the club when, when Jürgen was appointed yeah. um, you know albeit in a different guys if you are bringing in two brand new appointments who don't know the club, and obviously there's, there's not just there's not just the manager, but there's his staff that he might want. He might want different 
fitness team they might want different medical team you might want a different scouting um network then obviously that leads to some some change and if you've got people who are abrasive or who, who maybe don't you know don't give ground as easily as as, as maybe Jürgen has done at times or as michael edwards has done at times then you could get that that is the risk but i think that's why liverpool sort of you know are taking a time on these things. I think that they'll they'll do all they can to mitigate that sort of risk and and get the right characters in. It looked, it feels to me like Schmeichel was a decent character in that sense. So, you know, there was no sort of didn't feel like there was anything rocking the boat when when he was there. It didn't you know we we never heard from him, did we? We didn't hear. I I wondered whether we might have heard a little bit more because he was a German sporting director. Whether we might have heard him taking a bit more. Media, we did a lot of media in Germany, didn't he? Yeah, we never, we never really heard him sort of saying, "Well, you know, yeah, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you what happened with Caicedo, or you know, oh, oh yeah, let me tell you something about, you know, why the manager didn't let me sign this player or whatever it is." We, we never got any of that. I don't expect that to change, but obviously, when you're bringing in new, new people who's maybe personality you, you haven't seen that close up or you haven't really seen in such a pressurised situation then there is that risk and you know I think it's it's right the Liverpool fans do have some concern that you know two big vacancies need filling I think the manager's one you know I sort of said this on another show yesterday but you can't you can't find the perfect the perfect solution isn't out there for Liverpool no matter what you know yeah. it, there's no sort of there's no silver bullet that you go nailed it everyone anyone they bring in whether they're the most experienced manager in the world or or you know an Alonso you know someone like that there'll be pros and cons to it you've just got to hope that you know you, you back your judgement and that the potential that you see and the vision that you see for the club is, is able to play out I think what you what you would say is the potential of the club in terms of the playing staff and the, and the infrastructure and the, <coughs> the youth set up and all those things that's big so there's plenty for any new manager to get stuck into and, and, and you know, try and um, plenty of tools at their disposal. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Absolutely. Without uh, hypothesizing too much, it's kind of half obvious where the story comes from because Billy Hogan did say at his press conference, we'll do everything behind the scenes, we'll tell you when we're ready. Like, yeah. there'll, be no, there'll be no leaks coming from us, so it's obviously coming from the other way. How do you think Liverpool will feel about the fact that this story got out? Because yeah. they don't like things like this being in public knowledge. They're not big fans of it. They try and do everything. As be the yeah. right way, really. Obviously, it's come from the other camp uh, that this story's got out for whatever reason. It could be a conversation. It could be any you know doesn't do someone's <laughs> business any 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 favor. Really any harm to have Liverpool link with the names again. But I think Liverpool's response will be because mm. now whoever does get hired, it's going to be, you know, do you ever ask Michael Edwards first? Yeah. That's always a you know something that's maybe going to be in the back of minds. Possibly, yeah. I mean, I don't think I don't think it'll affect the prestige of the job. No, from a Liverpool perspective, you know, I don't think there'll be people saying, oh, "I'm not answering the phone when they ring." You know, second choice. Yeah, but I think, yeah, I think there would have been a bit of surprise, disappointment, maybe that, that the story got out. I, I, like I say, I was surprised. You know, I was a bit like, "Oh, you know, that was not maybe not what you'd expect." Uh, you know, you think of Michael Edwards is um, 
a private man. He's very, yeah, you know, never gave interviews, did he? You know, you never saw him sort of, everyone uses the same picture of him, don't they, really? The, um, that, to, to illustrate their articles, because there's not so few of them, so few of them knocking around. Um, I don't think Liverpool, I don't think it'd be a big deal for them. There might have been a sort of couple of raised eyebrows and a tooth or whatever, but, you know, I think it'll be a bit more, you know, it, it, it shows obviously the importance. And, and when people ask, why has Jürgen made his announcement now? I think that it tells you that, doesn't it? You know, that's what's going to happen. That's out. what's going to happen. Yeah, you know, you, you sort of, you, the, the, it's, it's a miracle really that Liverpool were able to keep keep that secret for as long as they did. Um, so it explains a little bit why, you know, time and why why, why Jürgen um, felt that like he had to, had to say it publicly. And, we're gonna have we're gonna have to deal with a lot more of these, you know. What are they seeing? You know, stories this week with Ruben Amarin. We see stories about Chelsea wanting Xabi Alonso. You know, there's going to be all of these things that we're gonna to have to sort of sift through in the next weeks and months. But I think Liverpool will keep pretty quiet about it. And you know, I think you've got to back them. Look, you know, as much as it's nine years ago, virtually eight and a half years ago, the last time you appointed the manager, they got it spot on. Most of the time they've recruited players, they've got it spot on. So I think you've got to trust their track record in this, you know, even if it is a little bit unprecedented in terms of the scale of the, the job that they've got to do. Yeah, absolutely. Is there any other, have we heard anything else report? Again, probably not because Liverpool are really good at keeping the secret, but like there are a couple of names floating about in the sporting director stuff, but there's been nothing like official out there. No, like, no. Uh, so it, it, again, everything is going the way Liverpool would like kind of half wanted to go. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think I think a lot of the stuff, I mean, Tim Stighton was one, wasn't he, that was sort of... The guy Bournemouth, whose name I... Yeah, Hughes, is it? I think I Yeah, sorry, Richard, Richard Hughes, Hughes, Richard yeah. Hughes, yeah. Um, yeah, there's a few, you know, it's, it's really hard to know really what a good sporting director is yeah. especially for, for a club like Liverpool I have a specific way because we've seen it remember there was a time when Steve Walsh was the the, the number one sporting director really you know in, in the Premier League and Jamie Vardy Riyad Mahrez N'Golo Kante and you thought what a hit rate goes to Everton and it's a different club and you've got different demands there was a time when Newcastle seemed to you know they got a lot of publicity for corner in the French market that they were they were getting in players was saying um, <laughs> Graham Carr wasn't it their, their chief scout was getting all these players but that that doesn't last forever so it's it's a really difficult one to sort of judge right he's the, the sort of perfect candidate for, for the sporting director or that's down to the club to deal with that we can, we can look at it and say well his track record is this and he's been this and he's worked with these kind of players and we can you can put ticks in boxes but really you know until Liverpool sort of show their hand it's just it's just conjecture at this yeah. moment in time and I don't expect Liverpool to sort of start briefing that alright oh, this is our number one sporting director target we're going to have to Monchi or Richard Hughes or whoever you want to talk about I think it'll be one of those that it'll emerge when it's when it's pretty much done Who's the West Ham guy Tim Tim Steyton Tim yeah he was he was at Leverkusen well I was about to say is there anything he was linked with Liverpool before Jürgen Schmeichel was appointed yeah, is there anything in the fact that he was with Alonso for a bit in that if you are looking to fill these two guys and they're two massive roles is there benefit of bringing in two guys who've worked together before at least do you possibly because but I mean, he, I mean he, he didn't work with him for long he got off after a bit he, yeah. hired, he helped hire him yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he didn't work with him for long and he and he obviously left <laughs> for West Ham um, you know uh, before Alonso had completed a full season. So how close that relationship is, you don't know. I know there's, you know, you speak to people in Germany and they'll tell you good and bad things about about him. You speak to people at West Ham and they'll tell you good and bad things about him. I mean, he's just, he's just signed Calvin Phillips um, 
on loan. Uh, but he signed Kudus. But he signed Mohamed Kudus. <laughs> and he signed Edson Alvarez and he got good money for Declan Rice. Um, yeah. You know, so there are, there are, there are ticks and, and crosses in a lot of these people's boxes. Like I say, there's not many sort of ways that people like us can, can sort of say, well, he's the guy that Liverpool need to appoint. You know, you can look at people with great track records, Michael Edwards being one, but there's every chance, you know, Michael Edwards jumped at the first opportunity he got and went to Chelsea and now people are saying, oh, he wasn't that good, was he? You know, like, look at this, he's got all, you know, because of the, the nature of the club. So a lot depends on the stability of the club, the stability of the relationship with the manager, the strategy of the owners and, and the, the fact that, you know, you know the conditions that you're going to be working in. And I think Liverpool are in a decent position in that regard because we all sort of know what you're going to be expected to do. You're not going to turn up at Liverpool and they're going to say, oh, by the way, we're going to go, look, we need, we need big, tall, six foot four, sort of experienced players and we're going to play at a very direct style you know that Liverpool have got a certain way of yeah. you know playing football certain um, demands in terms of the, the communication that you need with, with the fans certain demands in the type of players that you're going to target so I think that makes it a little bit easier for them to you know A. attract the right kind of candidate but also find it Hey everyone, hope you enjoyed that clip from Journal Insights. If you want to go and check out the entire show, either in video or in podcast form, it is available now over at redmenplus.com. Go and check out all the amazing interviews, features, documentaries, and all of our amazing content as we build up towards the League Cup final. So yeah, redmenplus.com. Go and check out Journal Insights and all the other amazing shows on offer there for you. See you later. Are you ready to enhance your future in tech? Then it's time to make your move to the UK. The nation that has more tech unicorns than France, Germany and Sweden combined. The nation that was third in the world to have a $1 trillion tech sector valuation. The nation where great talent comes together. Visit gov.uk forward slash great talent to see how you can work, live and move to the UK. Tired of ads barging into your favourite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.